the hundreds of just a like on Facebook or a comment or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Mindanao to see some great basketball. That's because you're Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station. I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today. (laughs) You like the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I'll never have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine. I will never have to fight you. That's my favorite. That's my go-to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them? Yes. A little spicier, the better. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, there we we've go. Yeah. got on this yeah. show, you're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM, and now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down and not far enough. I'm going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now, coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership Broadcast booth. Need a vehicle? Think Midway.com. Yeah, I try to do toasters. Sometimes I just don't have time to put in the toaster. It's been a lively little show so far. Um, Certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show. Congrats to our friends at Where's the Line. Had their live 100th episode last night. So Andy and the Parlay Pounder, Gibran, congratulations on that. Had a good show last night, and you'll continue to hear them uh, up next Thursday here on ESPN after the Doug and Daddy Show. And uh, looking forward to bringing you uh, some fun here today on the show. A lot of talk here uh, because it was about... 4.15 yesterday that it was official that uh, Dylan Rayola uh, is going to come to Nebraska. I have my thoughts on that. Uh, We also have Riker Evans, who had long time committed to Air Force uh, from Highline, which is Eustace Farnham and Elwood. He flipped yesterday. He's going to be a preferred walk-on for the Huskers, said stay at home on his social media. Riker's going to join us here on the show. Later on, Lee Fineswag, Volleyball.mag, to put a wrap uh, on the uh, season as well for uh, volleyball, and we've got some uh, special folks coming in from Elite that we're going to talk about later on, and uh, a lot of other things going on in the high school and college scene as we are getting ready for Christmas. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you on today's Doug and Daddy show. If you would like to be part of the program, you can tweet us at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities, at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. You can uh, email the popper inbox, Doug and Daddy, at ESPN Superstation.com. And of course, uh, the Billy Jacks fan Line. Give us a call. Billy Jack's Pizza and Carney, the best pizza around. A full bar with a frosty rail, big screen TVs, Kino, a classy environment, family fun at Billy Jack's. The number is 888-455-ESPN, 888-455-3776. Tomorrow, our Loper link will be with the MIAA Commissioner, Mike Racy, and he just posted uh, here in the last hour about a survey that went out to a bunch of the football student athletes. He said they had over 3,000 students respond to the survey. So there's not 3,000 football players, right? 
Well, there are there are 11 schools, well, soon to be 10 schools in the conference, and each one of them has a little over 100. So if you do that math, yeah, probably not 3,000. And said all 15, because you got new ones coming in, uh, participated. 92% support a week zero start date in football. You get to have an opportunity to have a game a week earlier uh, with the situation we had with Lincoln and now with, uh, what is it, Northeastern State? Northeastern State. Going to be uh, going independent. Uh, they at least have some flexibility to pick up a game this fall uh, for teams in the MIAA. So we'll talk about that uh, tomorrow. But National Letter of Intent Signing Day is tomorrow. We talked with Matt Davison yesterday about the 1890 initiative. You can still find out more and uh, donate uh, if you are uh, so inclined to that initiative uh, for uh, for the NIL and, and LI. National Letter of Intent Signing Day, National Name, Image, and Likeness. I, I have a number of thoughts as well about Dylan Rayola, and the one problem that I find myself grappling with, and I want to ask you this question and we can talk about it, is it more important that Dylan Rayola is coming to Nebraska because he's bringing all of that talent, or is it more important that Dylan Rayola is coming to Nebraska because he's bringing the perception that Nebraska is bringing in big-time recruits? Well, no, it's more about the talent. Okay. Because they're not bringing in a ton of not four yet. five stars. Well, no, no, no. But you have to think, if you're Matt Rule, hey, we just got a five, a legitimate five-star recruit, yeah. best quarterback out there, come play with us. That's got to help your what's draft the, stock. What's the main reason Dylan Rayola is coming to Nebraska? Family connection. Okay. But who cares? No, that's fine. If You've I'm got a four- or five-star wide receiver and I could go somewhere else and all of a sudden I can flip my commitment to come to Dylan Rayola's school too, that's big. So, yes, the talent is important, and this is why I'm struggling. The talent's important. Big-time quarterback coming. But also, Nebraska just landed probably the best player out there. Maybe not number one according to whatever draft uh, recruiting websites – but certainly one of the top players well, out he's there. He's the number one quarterback. Right, right, yeah. And, I mean, there might be a wide receiver, offensive lineman, Running linebacker, backs, whoever yeah. you're looking at sure. is number one. But holy, holy freaking cow. Yeah, huge. To huge. land that, you bring in a huge infusion of talent at a desperately needed position on the field. And now you go out and you, hey, Mr. Right Guard from somewhere, let's say you're a four-and-a-half star recruit from somewhere in Texas. You want to block for whoever, or you want to block for Dylan Rayola? And you're going to be looking at a year down the line because this class is basically full. There might be a couple more. And, and Sean and, and Robin and Sip were, were doing their uh, online show this morning and answering as many questions as they could about what was going on uh, with all the questions that could be asked. Uh, they answered as many as they could, and that uh, continuing on right now. So it's uh, not even wrapping up yet. Those guys are staying busy trying to answer all the questions, who we watching, who's going to be a flip, who could be – nobody asks who might we lose. Uh, it's all about who might be coming in. But, again, this is still a building process, and you are coming to a program right now that is not winning football games. Donovan Rayola is great, but what is the separation between Rayola and Danny Kalen, who was an Elite 11 quarterback come out of Bellevue West? Or pick the other guys that were in the Elite 11 or top 15 quarterbacks in the country. How much actual separation is there between those 15? And when it comes down to where you want to go, you want to go play for a winner. 
And hopefully Nebraska gets there, but they are not there at the moment, which I think is the toughest selling point for anything beyond the weather, beyond stadium construction, uh, beyond some of the negativity or the negative things that other schools can use against Nebraska, uh, just playing in the Big Ten because the weather in the Big Ten doesn't matter where you're at. It's Odds are going to be that it's the same just about at every place you go, whether it's uh, New York, New Jersey, or uh, here. Now that's going to change, obviously, when you're talking about California, but it's not always pleasant in Oregon or Washington either. So what are you looking at uh, when you come into the Big Ten? But I tried to, I tried not to, but I got on the Red Sea Scrolls, and I'm watching a little bit about some of the answers today, and it shows me why I can't get, <laughs> why? On, I can't get on the <laughs> Why did you do this? Yeah, I can't get on the Red Sea Scrolls. <laughs> You know what? Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana did not just commit to Nebraska. Dylan Rayol is a high school kid that has done very well in high school, and now he has to show that he can do it at Nebraska. If you think that Dylan Rayola would have made Nebraska a 9-3 and team this last year, that's your opinion. Everything else has got to get better. The quarterback has to be one of them. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but everything else has to get better. And one of the questions that was asked this morning during their chat was, what are the odds that he will be taking the first snap next season? And that was one of the things I was going to address here. Do you want Dylan Rayola taking the first snap of next season? I think you do as a Husker fan because of everybody else that you saw. You think he's already better than everybody else that you saw. Chubba Purdy's got all this experience. I'm not going to sit here and beat the Heinrich Harburg drum, but... He's got at least all the knowledge of the system and everybody that's been on the staff that way, and you're, you're going to be taking on hopefully some lesser opponents, but there's nothing given for what Nebraska's done here. It's just that uh, it's great to have Dylan Rayola, but don't think this makes you one of the top two teams in the Big Ten next year just because Dylan Rayola came here. Number one, it is very typical of the Nebraska fan base to whenever they have some kind of good news, all of a sudden it's the greatest news ever. We're going to be doing great things. Book the national championship hotel room right now. And then if they lose, well, it's the worst thing ever. I can't believe it. We need to fire the coaching staff and start over again. So it doesn't seem like there's a middle ground. Every single athlete that I've talked to at every level really doesn't understand the difference in the jump to the next level, whatever that next level is. You can be a really good middle school, junior high player, and you can be expected to start as a freshman in high school, but that's a big jump. There's a big jump between being a really good, no matter how talented you are, high school player and playing at the college level. There's a really big jump from making the college level to the pros. Just ask Ryan Leaf. So there's a lot out there where you say, okay, if you make him starter day one, a very few, and I can think of Peyton Manning, who I think started his first game for the Colts. But even at that, he threw, what, 12 touchdowns? And Troy Aikman did for the Dallas Cowboys. He started game one? Yeah. Okay, all right. I did not remember that. Pretty sure he did. Okay, so let's say that's the case. So you're talking Troy Aikman and Peyton Manning, two of the all-time greats to ever play the position. But if you go back and you look at Peyton Manning in his first year, if I remember right, he threw like 12 touchdowns and like 35 interceptions. I mean, he did not have a good year. But Peyton Manning's good enough, and he's got enough family stability, thanks Dad, to help walking him through that. The point here is... Is it in the long-term best interest? When you make an investment like this, are you making it for the short-term or are you making it for the long-term? And in this case, you would think you've got to make it for the long-term, and is it in his best interest to start game one? May or may not. Don't know. 
and we'll hear a lot about it until the spring game arrives, and that's the last Saturday uh, in April. And now does this sell out the spring game? Because <laughs> How would it not? Because even last year they sold like almost the spring game out. They get about 60000 anymore. So how would you not sell it out? I don't know. I don't know. I would think, yes, I would think. Hey, maybe you're going to be there to watch Dylan Rayola. Maybe you're going to be there to watch a, a lot of other players that are coming in. We've even got volleyball transfer portal news to talk about. But we always love following our local guys, and it's great when there's a ton of local guys. I think one of the first one when I moved here was our buddy Lauren Kaiser all the way on to uh, you know Riker Fife and Sam Foltz and Jared Crick and the guys we got down there now from our area with the Heinrich Harburg and had Matt Masker and so many others that have been a part of the Nebraska football team, Kyle Larson's and folks like that. And it looks like we're ready to welcome another one to the Big Red Riker Evans, who everybody in the Fort Kearney Conference or has been around Highline. Elwood Eustace Farnham has known about Riker for a while, and he's another one of those young men that had been on the Air Force uh, commit list for a long, long time, but uh, has had a change of heart, and uh, he is going to uh, go down to Nebraska, saying last night on his social media, blessed to announce that I will be continuing my academic and athletic career at the University of Nebraska, staying home, and uh, had a bunch of hashtags on there. I think uh, if I if I read the letters right, one is Go Big Red, one is All Glory to God, and one is 24 Hours. Riker Evans is standing by to join us, Doug, due to Brandon Bennett's. Did I get all those hashtags right, Riker? Yes. Yeah. How's it going? Well, it's going great, and hey, uh, congratulations. I think everybody's fired up. Uh, everybody was fired up when you made a commit to go to the Air Force Academy, too. I mean, uh, to see an eight-man kid or a six-man kid or a non-class A kid, let's face it, uh, from around here, get a Division One opportunity, that's cool. So let's just start with the obvious question. What went in to the change of heart here and uh, why you've decided that uh, Nebraska is going to be the place for you? Well, growing up, it's always been a dream to play for the Huskers. I mean, when I got the opportunity to play for Air Force, I didn't know what other opportunity I was going to get, so I took it. I mean, looked like a great deal, but when Nebraska came around with the opportunity to play for them, I couldn't, I couldn't give that up. So it's always been a dream, and, I mean, something I just take with pride. Riker, getting into any of the service academies is a big deal. Literally, it is a congressional appointment. So, first of all, making this switch from the service academy to Nebraska, you're not going AWOL on anybody here. We're not associating <laughs> with an almost known felon or anything. I mean, we're all good the fact that you left Air Force and going to Nebraska, right? Yeah. All right. So, first of all, no no crimes have been committed during the performance of this show. <laughs> Second of all, did that factor into your decision making a little bit because I mean, you've got to go through paperwork and you've got to go through interviews and you've got to go through tests and you've got to go through all of this to make the Air Force Academy application and get into that class. Did that weigh on your decision to back out of all of that commitment and investment to then go to the Huskers? Uh, yeah, so when you commit to the Air Force Academy, you're committing to all that. So uh, the application, it's it's a long process. I was about probably three-fourths of the way done with the application uh, when I got the opportunity to play for Nebraska. And so, I mean, Air Force Academy has great athletics and academics for sure. And so it's hard, it's hard to pass that up, and especially when you put a lot of time into the application and the process of getting into the Air Force Academy, 
but I mean, to me, it was it was a different different story. Dylan, you just used a phrase that I want to pounce on and have you unpack that for us a little bit, partner, because you just said that when the opportunity arose to go play for the Huskers, tell us about that. Did you get a phone call that you hadn't gotten before? Where did this opportunity specifically come from, and how did that work for you? So I went to two Husker camps over the summer. Uh, I was in contact with a few coaches during the last year track season, and so they had me come out for some camps. I did pretty well for myself there. Um, but it wasn't until like later this fall when I got a phone call from Omar, Omar Hales, and he let me know that I would get the chance to be a preferred walk-on for the Cornhuskies. So when I got that call, it changed some things around. We're talking with Riker Evans here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Uh, specific, Okay, Riker, specifically which community do you want us to refer to you as home? When it's in the program, what's it going to say? I live in Elwood, Nebraska. All right, okay, because there's Elwood. I saw somebody throw up Eustis Farnham, and then there's Eustis yep. and Farnham. It's not all one city. So uh, Elwood, home of the great Kevin Mulberg and Fast Eddie Aarons and so many other outstanding people over there uh, with Coach Spiegel and the, and the crew coming together and having another great year. So what did the coaches tell you? They're listing you as an athlete. Uh, what are they telling you about what they want you to do, offense, defense, special teams? I know it's early, but I'm sure that – discussion has at least been uh, broached here so when i talked to matt rule when i got the chance to talk to him he said he sees me as a versatile athlete which i mean that's what i am in high school i play a lot of different positions so they say when i get down there they're gonna they're gonna try me out in multiple different areas on the field and just see which one works out the best when i talked to ed foley i know he sees me uh playing special teams pretty early when i get there um but really just getting moved around a lot, used to that being in uh, an eight-man school. So, what What's your favorite? What, what's your favorite thing to do uh, on the football field, Riker? Uh, I like I like carrying the ball, so either running back or receiver. That's where I'm most comfortable at. Riker, there's a lot of athletes out there from this area of the state and, either, and also some small schools outside of the state that I suppose that – Look at the big Division One land-grant opportunity. They've got those stars in their eyes, and they go. And sometimes they don't play as much as they would like, or in some cases, they don't play at all. Obviously, Nebraska has a strong redshirt or walk-on program where they brought a lot of these small school athletes up, and some have become Hall of Famers. And some, at the end of the day, never see the field. So if you're in that class that doesn't have an opportunity to be a major contributor, is it still going to be a satisfying collegiate athletic experience for you to say, hey, I practiced with the Huskers, but I never made it to a game on the field because I really wanted to be part of that team? Uh, for me, it's just betting on myself, really. So I'm going to go out there and, I mean, maybe I don't have a scholarship right away, but, I mean, that's, that's going to be my goal is to earn a scholarship, and I'm going to work my tail off to do that. Um, if I don't get that, then, I mean, being a part of the Husky team and being able to make them better every day, that's just, just a dream of mine. Do they still want you to be an active part of the track team this upcoming spring, Riker? Uh, for my high school? Yeah. Yeah, so I'll be running track uh, this spring. And how, just for the folks out there, 
How fast are you? Put it in perspective. They saw you with football speed. They see you with track speed. Uh, what are some of the numbers that they look at in testing for you? So uh, football-wise, my 40 time is a 4.41. Uh, that was my fastest. I ran uh, multiple 4.43s or uh, 4.44s. So they're, they're all down in the 4.4s. But as for track speed, my 100 time, my best 100 time is a 10.6. And I've ran countless uh, ten throughout my career, and then my two hundred, which is probably my best race, I ran a twenty one eight, and a few other times I ran twenty one nine, twenty one eight. And Brandon, those aren't downhill. Those aren't downhill. Those are, those are flat surfaces, my mm-hmm. man. Not wind aided either. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Riker, a couple more minutes here. We're talking with Riker Evans uh, out of a high line, Elwood and Eustace Farnham, and he's from Elwood, and he's decided that he's going to go to Nebraska. Have you had the opportunity in these camps or in the last couple of weeks to talk to any of the other guys, whether it's a Carter Nelson, a Phelan Sanford, or anywhere in between, about the opportunity to go down there? Uh, yeah, I, I've been really good friends with uh, Isaac Dickey. He's another walk-on. But, I mean, I've been friends with him since last spring. So we're ready to, to group up together down there and just tear things up. Because you were going to the Air Force and being a part of any service academy, it's all tuition paid. So now all of a sudden being a walk-on, you're going to have to, or mom and dad are going to have to deal with that tuition bill when it comes. So talk about the other scholarships that you're going to be able to get because the walk-on doesn't come with a full ride like a full scholarship athlete. And then let us know what your major in program study is going to be. So uh, I'm looking to apply for the first responders uh, aid, which is pretty much full tuition for uh, anyone who is a dependent of a firefighter or police officer in my case my dad and stepdad are both uh police officers along with my stepdad being a uh, part of the SWAT team down in Kearney uh so that comes with a few scholarships uh what was the other part of that question what's your major what are you going to major in and program your uh, study so I'm planning to go down there and major in either business or pre-med where I would look to be a PA but if, that, if I change my mind, I've also uh, thought about being a collegiate coach. I think coaching has always been a dream of mine as well. Well, that would be awesome. That's a, that's a, it gives him a lot of options there in, in three different phases of life. There's no Thank you for not saying you're going to major in radio, because at least you're going to make money this way, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well done, Riker. Nice yeah. job. Good answer. Good answer. I, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, we got a lot of friends around here. Uh, what kind of NIL deal are you going to get, Riker? I'm not sure. I would have to talk to a few people about that. <laughs> I, I, I'd start with I'd start with Mr. Maldonado right there at home because the home agency does a lot of great things for so many organizations oh, yeah. around here. But so many great people down there in that area, and uh, Riker Evans just happens to be one of them, an athlete uh, that is going to be going uh, to Nebraska. So I guess so. One more time, Riker. That first time that somebody said come to Nebraska, uh, hair stood up on the back of your neck, goosebumps. You ran around the house. I mean, what 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 happened? Uh, I was kind of I was kind of in shock. I mean, when I was younger, it's always been a dream. Didn't really know how I'd accomplish that dream, but when everything started clicking together, it was just awesome. Like didn't know it could happen. So I was very very excited when I got the news that I could get the opportunity to be a Husker. 
Well, a Merry Christmas for Riker Evans, and uh, we sure appreciate you joining us on the Doug and Daddy Show. Congratulations, young man. We look forward to following your last few months there at Highline and then your career down in Lincoln. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, take care, and thanks to Coach Spiegel for helping set that up. Uh, Riker Evans uh, headed to the Huskers, joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show, and Coach Rule's press conference for signing day tomorrow. 11.30, so we'll have that for you here on the Doug and Daddy Show as well. Nice to be able to see a local hometown athlete be able to make it on the big stage, and hopefully he will be able to leave his mark for the Oscars. All right, it is what day? Uh, that would be Tuesday. That would be there's something that goes with Tuesday. Oh, probably, and I'm not going to say this doesn't happen, but probably your Christmas feast doesn't involve tacos how dare breakfast how dare you say that but how the beauty of it is you can have them every other day of the week this is one of those things you know that you're probably not going to have for your christmas feast so it's not like well i just had pizza six days in a row i'd eat tacos six days in a row i would do that and today would be a good day to do that at your taco john's taco tuesday hard shell soft shell they're open seven days a week and of course with the holidays come up check out the days and their hours uh when you're hitting the drive through or walking in and of course during the holidays the nachos navidad are back it's the great nachos with the red and green chips and for dessert the apple apple grande is back two locations in carney on the north side of town west 56th street bigger better bolder and they're also at 419 East 25th Street. Taco Johns, we're going to get into some volleyball with Lee Feinswag next. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own and every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape ordinary at Cunningham's Journal, on the bricks, and Cunningham's on the lake, Kearney. Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farm or ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBO Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life, and auto, and home, and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Kearney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. (laughs) 
Second Daddy Show, Doug to Brandon Bennett's rolling along on this Tuesday. Glad to have you along with us for the Doug and Daddy poll question, which you can vote on anytime on Twitter at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities, at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. With the NFL season starting to wind down, there's some great races still out there. We asked you yesterday who's going to take the AFC South since the Texans, Jags, and Colts all have the same record. 51% of you are going to take Jacksonville, 32% are going to take Houston, and 17% are going to take the Colts. The Jags had lost three in a row. I think they're the best football team. That's who I picked. And if Houston doesn't have CJ at quarterback, I think they're in a little bit of trouble. Colts got banged up last weekend. Sometimes it's just attrition. And I think uh, Jacksonville, and that's what uh, our poll, that's what our listeners said. I would agree because, uh, well, yeah, for all the reasons you just said, yeah, I agree. All right, another NFL question because Greenberg uh, was part of this today. With their recent thumping, and thank you, Danny, for just saying win, I'll say thumping of the Dallas Cowboys, do you think the Bills might be the AFC's most dangerous team? I was sitting here at the beginning of the season going, how are the Bills not winning? What's They are finding about as many ways to lose as the Chargers, only the Chargers were really bad. Will they be the AFC's most dangerous team? No, they're not the AFC's most dangerous team, but they might be second. Can't wait. Who's uh, first? And for, well, you can't overlook the Ravens. And you got the Ravens and Niners Christmas night, and they have the best record. Uh, but today, Greenberg thought that the Bills, and he goes, it might not even happen. They might not make the playoffs, which then again, if they don't, you have to worry about it. But he thought they pressed the biggest issue to the 49ers, who he thinks is the best team in the NFL, and he's probably right. Uh, that was my preseason prediction. So uh, I don't think the Bills are the most dangerous team, but they're right there in the top three. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I disagree because I've already voted in the affirmative. I think they are the most dangerous team, and here's why. Look at what they've done since they replaced their offensive coordinator. They are a completely different team. The power of what one man can make in life and on a football team. And in this kind and, and, like and a quarterback? Well, that too. But their offensive coordinator, look at what they're doing before and after they replaced him. And I can't think of the new OC's name. I saw it a couple days ago. But if you look at what they're scoring and their yards, holy cow. So, yes, with that update, now, three weeks ago, probably not. But for right now, absolutely. You can vote on the Doug and Dave poll question anytime on Twitter at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. We're ready to put the official ribbon on the volleyball season with Lee Feinswag of Volleyball.mag, who has had to go home from Tampa, but it's not like most people that had to come back to Nebraska. The weather's nice here. But uh, Lee uh, got to listen to all your questions in the press conferences and what a few days it was down there in Tampa with, I think, an unexpected ending, although Texas is really, really good. How are you? I'm good. I'm, you know, I, I had like the first good night's sleep I've probably had since uh, July last night. And uh, you know what? You want, can I give you a funny story to start yes, with? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, the final ends by the time I finish working, it's a three o'clock start Sunday, but you know, by the time I finish, it's probably nine o'clock. You know, take care of this and that pack get a short night's sleep, and then a 4.45 pickup from the hotel in Tampa to the airport, 6.30 flight to Atlanta, hustle from a, one spot to another for my flight from Atlanta back here to Baton Rouge. Settle in, put on some music, the noise-canceling headphones, and probably went into a coma. <laughs> and I feel, I feel us landing, and I opened the shade, and I said, you know how you wake up from a nap and you're kind of fuzzy? And I said, that doesn't look like Baton Rouge. <laughs> and I, I'm looking at it, and I'm going, wait, this is Atlanta. Because I've flown into Atlanta only like six million times in my life. 
And during the flight, they had a problem with the cargo door. I didn't hear any announcements because I had the music and the headphones on and was asleep. And it was like, it was like something out of a sitcom. And uh, <laughs> we sat there for like, but, but I, was, I was like so confused. And I said, this is the perfect ending to this nutty volleyball season. <laughs> there you go. Did I get on the wrong plane? Poor Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yeah, Poor you know, Macaulay Culkin. Right there he is. That's, I, you know, yeah, filthy animals. Yeah, I don't know. You know, so, uh, but uh, so meanwhile, meanwhile, back to the volleyball. Um, no, I, I, you know, when did your jaw I hit the thought, floor? When did your jaw hit the floor, Lee? On Sunday? Well, during that, during okay, during I wasn't surprised that Texas. I, so going into the match, I man, I talked to somebody, and I was smart enough after talking to you guys a few weeks ago not to make any more predictions. Okay, <laughs> so, but you know, we were talking, and I said, look, Nebraska's really good. And they're and and but they're they're not they're, even though they're here and the record's that good they're just not a hundred percent sharp there's something right there you know and not because of anything just because at that level right so and then Texas was playing so well with two future Olympians you know Asia O'Neill might still make the twenty eighteen the twenty four team and definitely will in twenty eight Madison Skinner has a great chance to play with her sister in 28 in Los Angeles. Who, who Her sister, Avery, you know, uh, has is having a great career in, in Italy and played with Vienna last summer. So I said, you know, that in itself, plus the libero was playing lights out. I mean, Halter was just out of her mind, right? And Swindle, the setter, finally was getting it. I mean, she's a big, strong kid, six foot three, setter. And she was just playing great. So I'm looking at that, and then I'm looking at Nebraska, which has one probable future Olympian in Harper Murray, and who's still, her ceiling is just, and when you think about the kid should be like still almost in high school, right? I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable what she's done. But I'm looking at it and going, hey, and Madison Skinner, who's playing, I mean, she was playing so much better than everybody else. It wasn't even close. And she was going for her third national championship. Don't forget, she won one at Kentucky. She won one at Texas. It, those, those things are invaluable. So for that reason, the person I was talking to, I said, I, I really think Texas is going to really control this match and win. But I didn't say it publicly because of you guys embarrassing me, you know, the last couple times I was with you. So, um, so from that end, I wasn't surprised. So to your point, you know, when it was 10-7 and Texas calls timeout. And here's another thing about you can get a really good indicator in really, really tense situations. How do teams respond from timeouts? Okay? So remember in the first set, when Elliot lost his mind yeah. and everything went all cuckoo, and they all of a sudden it went, I believe it went 22 to 20 and then 22 21 with the red card. And then Nebraska scored again to tie it at 22. And Texas called timeout and they came out and scored three points that weren't even close. So now it's 25 22 first set. Okay, well, you figure they're going to settle in. And they did. And Nebraska comes out strong up 10 7. And Elliot calls timeout again. And that was the most stunning moment of the volleyball season right after that. I mean, they side out, and then Asia O'Neill goes on a serving run like no others. It puts her, like, in the lore of the game, right? I mean, just, you know, what happened? And then with Skinner's attacks in that same run, and it's, a, it's an 11-0 run. And you're like, this is impossible. How can this be happening? But it was like women playing with girls at that point for that stretch. And Nebraska obviously could not recover. I felt... So sorry in that one stretch where uh, Hayden Kubik had to come in, and she, you know, she had three swings in a row, all of which were bad sets, and then she got stuffed on the last one and came out. 
and now she's transferring, which she probably had decided before that. I can't believe that would have been, oh, I can't do this again. I'm transferring. Yeah. But, you know, you know, she and Jura Vicious are both in the portal, and that's not, you know, today. As I'm not making a statement from that. It's not anything. I just felt sorry for the kid because what a tough situation to come into. On one hand, you get to go into the national championship match. On the other, you get to go in against a, uh, you know, like something out of a science fiction movie that's eating everything in its sight. <laughs> you know, and it was just, I mean, you know, it, I mean, gosh, Nebraska only went 33-2, and two, only almost led from wire to wire, won the Big Ten, had the most incredible year ever. It was fantastic for them, but they just ran into a buzzsaw. And we've seen it happen. I mean, you know, Wisconsin ran into a buzzsaw. You know? I mean, Wisconsin had to be sitting there on Monday, on uh, Sunday going, hmm, maybe that wasn't as bad as we thought after what happened. You know? Lee, so, you, but, Ed, no, go ahead. You mentioned the idea of a buzzsaw, and that was actually leading me into my next question because I was actually out of state watching this match on Friday, and I was one of two Nebraskans in the room. The other guy's from Bellevue, so we're watching it on his phone, but we don't have audio. We can just literally watch it on his phone. And you can see everyone is in it and engaged, and there's a little bit of a shoulder droop at the end of match one, or at the end of set one. And then by the time Asia goes on that serving terror, Nebraska never recovers from a body language point of view. And again, I couldn't hear a thing was going on just simply mm. watching it. You watch their body language, and I don't really think they were ever in set three. So other than a buzzsaw and all of the unforced errors, what was it that Nebraska lost focus in a way that I don't ever see, I don't ever think I've seen the women's volleyball team do? Yeah, well, serve received. You know, look, it doesn't make any difference if I go to a club tournament tomorrow or if I ask Karch Karai, what's the key to this match? And every single coach every time says, serve and pass. They all say, serve and pass. Yeah. And, and look, Texas served just bullets, BBs, um, you know, um, rocket ships. Yeah, it was just, and the ball was moving. It was going crazy. And passing is a really hard art. And the Nebraska kids just lost their confidence, couldn't maintain the technique against what they were serving. You know, was it, it, it might have been a once-in-a-season in a effort by Texas. You know, on the other hand, that's what they did. And, you know, the philosophy has changed for a lot of teams is, is this grip it and rip it like the men. You guys watch, wait till the men's season starts in mid-January and check out their box scores every day. Literally, you'll see Long Beach State, three service aces, 21 errors. McKendry, one ace, 18 errors. Hmm. They just, and their philosophy is, look, we have got to try to take them out of system or we've got to try to ace them. And if we don't, they're just going to pass set, put it down our throat with great authority. A lot of the women's teams are playing it just like that. Stanford for one. You know, Wisconsin serves heck, hard as heck. You know, a lot of the, the, the people still serve a jump float. And what I mean by that is, you know, that sort of semi-soft, you know, take off and hit it, and it's got a little uh, knuckleball action to it. And a lot of players do that still on the men's side, too. But what happens there is it flutters. You know, you guys know from being at a match every once in a while, a ball come by you when you're sitting there, especially if you're on the end line, and you're like, damn, I almost lost my head. I couldn't get my hands up quick enough. Well, we're expecting those kids to save those and make perfect plays. That's what, you know. And to your point, it was all about the serve-receive broke down and with that, everything else broke down as well. And then it was a tidal wave, just, in, just a tidal wave. I mean, look, Nebraska, put, as good as they were playing, Texas in that stretch, you know, the last 
three weeks, just kept building and building and building. And part of it, too, is I mentioned that setter. You know, that kid was just okay, you know, mid, early in the season and still even as late as midseason, but then she got it. She's a big, strong kid, you so, know, and just played super. She had five kills, you know. So was that how so, Texas lost seven matches over the course of the year? Um, well, early on, Texas wasn't that good. So Texas lost to uh, Long Beach State to open the season, and O'Neill did not play. And then, you know, I went to Stanford at Texas, uh, I want to say around um, uh, September 3rd, and they just got destroyed by Stanford on the home court. Yep. You know, and then they lost to Washington State. Now, don't forget, you know, Texas went 28-4, and 17-1 in the league. After those three losses, because the other one was Washington State at home, and Washington State got as high as three in the country until they melted down late. But the only loss, the only the only blip on there was a three-set loss to Kansas State um, late in the year. Other than that, Texas pretty much dominated just everybody, you know. And but uh, you know, on the other hand, too, you know, it's as crazy as it was. They're they're facing match point against Tennessee yeah. in the uh, you know in the third round and 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 survive that. And you know, from history in tournaments, whether it's this one or the NBA or and the NCAA. You know, sometimes it's good to have a loss like that because then after that, it seems like you recover better. You know, think how often you've seen in basketball a team in that first or second round and you go, oh, they escaped. They don't look that good. And then they're great out the rest of the way. So the other the upside for Nebraska is, I mean, you know, it was me who asked the question of uh, Harper Murray. And, you know, hey, the prevailing thought is if somebody doesn't get you this year, they better because they won't in the future, you know, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't you can't imagine Nebraska not being the preseason number one and the odds-on favorite next year. Lee finds, of course, and then Harper went on to say, "We're going to win three national championships here." And then Becca Alex said something after that. Uh, we're talking with Lee Fines while here. Oh, no, no, don't sell, don't sell poor Becca, don't sell poor Becca short on what she said. No, you we know, talked about, about it yesterday. It was great. Yes, yes. Take about two, two sentences that uh, the one from Harper and the one from Becca, both which will probably haunt them a little bit but uh you know to certainly nebraska's certainly got a chance to win one before those kids get out unless they back it up and then it will be epic in three years if that's uh actually what happens so we hope it doesn't you know we we kind of overshadowed i think the shocking thing was is nebraska played so well against pittsburgh in the semifinal, and you you already alluded to what texas did to wisconsin you, you talked last week about it's important to watch the match, and you look at the numbers, and it does end up being the largest women's college volleyball uh, television audience on record. I did grin a couple of times, Lee. We're so entrenched into this is that we followed and covered volleyball for 30-plus years for each of us, but yet ABC was inclined to explain every single rule, thinking that there were people that had never watched the sport of volleyball before. We're going to watch this match, which I don't think is true, but how much... Are you getting, uh, Coach Cook said Tampa did a great job for not being a hotbed of college volleyball. What was the whole experience like? Put a bow on this season here if you can tell that the sport has taken a significant jump again. Well, just in case you were wondering, that the, the libero wears a different color jersey, and you have to win this fight too. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering, and here here are the here are the challenges. Now, in the case of ABC, of putting a game on ABC, they had the twenty minute intro show, like like they do with real sports. 
And they, yeah, but they did have to explain. That's okay. I'm okay. Like on ESPN Plus, look, if you're turning into ESPN Plus in the first and second rounds, you're doing it because you're a volleyball fan following a team you know. Okay, we don't need to know that stuff. But for ABC, you got to assume they were they were first time viewers or, or people rolling through. They tend to, the, the the ratings good. Our guy Larry Hamill will have a story at volleyballmag.com in the very near future about the TV ratings and what they mean. We, they would have been better had it not been the quick three setter and it hadn't gotten so lopsided in the third because the casual fan who turns it on then says, "Oh, eighteen to eleven, I'm I'm not staying here." Yeah, you know, and they and they switch over. But considering it was up against the NFL, how good? Look, you guys go back to. Um, you know, August 30th and the 92,000 plus in the football stadium to the continual. So what Nebraska became like the Yankees, right? Everywhere they went, sold out crowds. Everybody, they, they took everybody's best shot. They became like a traveling road show and it, it more so than ever in, in addition to a really good team. And, and it, it all started probably with that stadium match, but it's also part of an unbelievable up escalator for our sport. Gosh, it's so fantastic what's happening. Boys, girls, indoor, outdoor, beach, pro, men, women, college. It's every TV ratings break getting broken right and left. Uh, John was right about Tampa. Great host. Uh, they did a really nice job. The arena's nice. The hotels were close enough that you could walk. Luckily, Saturday was the off day, and it was kind of like a hurricane almost at times there. It was so windy. Um, I, I mean, I got soaked on my way in and out of my drinking ventures. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, uh, uh, but uh, it, it was a season to remember for not just Nebraska, but for all of us who are involved in volleyball. But for you guys who follow Nebraska, uh, a great a great continuation of a great program, uh, probably a good launching off point for next year. Like I said, they, they've got to be number one coming in next year. I mean, who would you rank ahead of them with all those kids? And then the kid coming in, Skylar Pierce? Yeah. Holy shnikey. And now with these two leaving, you know, somebody will come in in the transfer portal probably, or, you know, the class, the recruiting class they've got is good. And uh, there's every reason to think that they'll be bigger, better, stronger. But you know what? They can go as far as they want to go, but they better uh, pass serve. Yeah, no doubt about it. There'll be things to work on. It'll be hard. It'll be a lot. You guys were so perfect last year. What do you got to work on? Coach Cook will have a plan. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Lee, we're yes, up against it, so uh, we just want to say thank you for all, all the coverage that you uh, do for the sport of volleyball. Folks, check it out at VolleyballMag.com. Like Lee said, they cover every inch of volleyball, whether it's indoor, outdoor, world college it's there check it out volleyballmag.com merry christmas lee thanks for the time on the doug and daddy show and thank you guys i really enjoy visiting with you you know anytime and drink one of those awesome nebraska beers and toast me later today i will definitely do it thanks lee see guys lee feinswag of volleyballmag.com as he mentioned hayden kubik uh who was the younger sister of maddie kubik Played in just nine matches and came in in the third set. She'll have two years of eligibility remaining. Carolyn Juravicious with the last name. People kind of know the story there, but she redshirted, and she is going to have four years uh, remaining. He mentioned Skylar Pierce, the number four player in the country out of Lenexa, Kansas, and then Olivia Mock out of Bennington, the number two defensive specialist in the class as well for volleyball. Not necessarily breaking news there, but, I mean, if you're bringing in two high-quality athletes that are going to be freshmen, and you don't graduate anybody. You're going to have to make a roster move at some point in time anyway. So I would imagine at some point in time there was the, the postseason discussion and two young ladies decide to explore their entertainment elsewhere. Doug and Daddy's show brought to you by Big Daddy's Deli, one of the sponsors of our Doug and Daddy Bowl Bonanza. Go to 
ESPNSuperstation.com and fill out your bowl sheet. It starts on the 26th and runs through the national championship. It's free. Grand prize from Husker Sit and Sleep and more great prizes from Big Dally's Deli and Cunningham's. Big Dally's Deli offers Hastings Best sandwiches, delicious homemade soups, and party trays. It's more than just Hastings. There's nothing better. It's the unique home of a bazillion and one deli sandwiches. Maybe you're just going in for lunch today. Maybe you're planning something for the holidays. They'll put together the meat and cheese. They'll put together the party trays. 402 463-7666, open six days a week, and as always, thanking you for your business in 2023 and looking forward to serving you in 2024. At Big Dally's Deli, we're going to uh, get a little medical coming up here. Dr. Colin Sears from Elite Health and Wellness is going to join us, and we've got more sports to get to, so stay with us. When the passing of a family member occurs, too often loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comfort and guidance during life's most trying time. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation, providing steady, comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years. A duo that's perfect together. That's Thurston Heating and Air Conditioning and Lennox. Thurston Heating and Air Conditioning is your local Lennox dealer, and we're committed to making your family's home comfort our top priority. With a wide assortment of Lennox products to offer, Thurston Heating and Air Conditioning will ensure your home's air is perfect for your family. Call us today at 308-234-2533 or visit us online at thurstonheatingandair.com to learn more about how you can experience the expert service and care offered by Thurston Heating and Air Conditioning. Hey Husker fans, it's Kenzie Knuckles with 1890. 1890 Nebraska's Countdown to Signing Day is in full swing. We want to thank everyone who has gotten involved so far. A generous donor has pledged to match all contributions up to the first $250,000 raised. That's right, from now until Tuesday at 4 p.m. for every dollar you contribute during our Countdown to Signing Day event, $2 will go to our amazing Nebraska student-athletes. We need your help. Visit 1890Nebraska.com and click the Contribute Now button or text NEBNIL to 801801. Let's do big things, Husker Nation. Now that the holiday shopping season has officially begun, it won't be long before it's time to get wrapping paper. This year, Copycat Printing has the perfect paper for all your gifts. Personalized wrapping paper. Imagine your kids tearing into paper with their picture on it. Get to Copycat Printing in Kearney today and get your family printed on the wrapping paper you'll give this holiday season. The most unique gift will be your face. We're sure you'll find keeping your money local will also keep extra money in your pocket this holiday season. Think, shop, buy local with Copycat Printing of Carney. Did you know that replacing the air in your tire with nitrogen could add big benefits down the road? At Carney Tire and Auto Service, we can help you get the most mileage from your new set of tires with nitrogen inflation. Replacing the air in tires with pure dry nitrogen can maintain tire pressure four times longer than regular air and maintain a more constant tire pressure with varying outside temperatures. From the starters that get you going to the brakes that get you stopped, trust your car and your safety to us at Carney Tire and Auto Service. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River.
The Doug and Daddy Show. Doug Duda Brandon Bennett's with you on this Tuesday. Glad to have you along. Brought to you by TNL Irrigation Company, where have been going on for over 70 years with their worldwide headquarters in Hastings. They're like no other. You can check out everything online. You might have a little time, even while you're Christmas shopping or the wife's Christmas shopping or you're doing something for the kids or you're just sitting there going, okay, I'm acting like I'm watching TV, but I'm really scanning here on my iPad. Go to TLIRR.com. See what can be in your field for 2024. And with the harvest special still going on, uh, maybe you get a little tax break here for 2023. You can visit with Bill Shaplett, Mid-States Irrigation and Repair, Kearney and Loop City, or go to TLIRR.com and see What's going on at TNL Irrigation Company? Maybe you just need the new gooseneck cradle corner system. Maybe you're looking to get a quarter mile pivot system. Maybe you need a replacement. Maybe you bought more ground and you just need another one to upgrade. They're going to take care of you at TNL. You sound like a man of experience pulling that very thing off. Being in the living room with the family, acting like you're engaged and completely checked out following some sport on an iPad. No, not true at all. I don't believe that. No. Okay. It's visually the TV's on. Sure. I'm not watching anything on an iPad. Okay. All right. (laughs) We believe you. There you go. All right. uh, We have a special guest in studio today, Dr. Colin Sears from Elite Health and Wellness, and going to talk a little bit about what's going on with them. And uh, it it is one of those, I love chiropractic. Okay. I'm going to throw that out. I sit here and do this in the studio all the time. You sit in those bleachers for a thousand plus games. You're oh, yeah. you're, you're doing a lot of cracking. And uh, Colin, thanks for coming in uh, to tell us so we can learn a little bit about you, your business. Yeah, you betcha. Thanks for having me in. For, let's start right there. I mean, I've I've driven by. I've seen the signage. I know that right. uh, it's pretty cool. It's fairly new in town. But yeah. uh, give us all the details. Yeah. So we actually have been in our new location on Second Avenue, across from a Juice Stop in the mall, for about three years now. Um, brand brand new renovation with the building. It's awesome inside. We have a gym side. Um, so Elite Health and Wellness, we're kind of comprehensive physical and medical health care. Um, so we actually have a medical side, which has general care, aesthetics, IV nutrition therapy, um, nutrition counseling, and some dermatology as well. And then on the physical health side, we have chiropractic, physical therapy, occupational therapy as well. So it's kind of a, a well-encompassed business overall. You've got chiropractors in town, and then you've got other clinics that do a version or versions of what you described. So how is your approach and your operation different now that you can combine literally two sides of the same house? Right. So it's awesome. Um, as far as chiropractic goes, it starts with assessment. Our process is different than most. Um, you're not just going to be in and out in five minutes. So we're going to look at your entire body, the way the biomechanical system works. Um, so for example, if you come into me with low back pain, Brandon, I'm not just going to look at your low back and focus on your low back. I'm going to assess your hips, your mid back, maybe even your ankles and see how that relates musculoskeletally um, and work on the entire, entire system. Then all that word. Then, then that's very good because you're right. You're not going to be there for five minutes because that's a lot of square footage. Right. If right, you're going right, to do right. the whole thing here for me, we're going to be here a while. Exactly. And, it, and so we can't really just put things in a vacuum and focus on the joints in general. Um, we're going to come up with a treatment plan individualized to you that includes joints, muscles, ligaments, soft tissues, as well as some corrective exercises. So it's really an all-encompassing program. I'm sure everything's a little bit different, but what do you envision for treatment plans uh, for, for folks that come in? Because some might be serious, some might be injury, some right. might be, uh, hey, I just like to come in every once in a while and get straightened up. Definitely. So as far as treatment plans, it's kind of a hot topic in chiropractic. Um, our goal is to get patients out of pain as quickly as possible and achieve results as quickly as possible. Um, so 
But here's the caveat. We want you to leave our office stronger, smarter, and more resilient than when you came in. And so that involves a process more than just getting you out of pain. It involves correcting maybe some of those biomechanical issues we found during your exam, right? So with that, going back to the low back example, Brandon, it's, you know, I might be giving you some hip exercises and mid-back, you might say, well, how's this related to my low back? That's going to take a lot of pressure off that low back if we're moving correctly. What about the way people sleep? That comes up so often. They're trying to sell you a pillow. They're trying to have you sleep this certain way. What do you recommend? Is that a big deal? You know, sleeping is, it's an interesting topic. There's a lot of new research coming out about posture, right? We think about posture, sleeping is a static posture. And so um, in my recommendation, I'd say, hey, let's go about an open 45. What we don't want to do is compress the front side of the chest. It's not really about the pillow or angle or anything like that. And then at the end of the day, it's about movement throughout the day, right? So these studies come out and they say, hey, posture isn't necessarily what's causing the pain. It's the lack of movement, lacking of changing positions that causes the pain, right? So we look at college kids studying in a dorm. You know, you might have five kids with great posture, you might have five kids without great posture, but it's going to be the kids who are switching and on the move more often they're going to have less pain. I would imagine that the answer to the next question is going to be enjoying to see people come in in a way and then leave getting better or over a period of time getting better. But what is your favorite thing about what you do here and seeing people grow and progress? Yeah, I mean, I've actually been through chiropractic care myself in the past. That's kind of what drove me into this field. And so building that relationship with those patients and seeing it click in their head that, hey, I don't have to be in pain, right? I just need to change my mindset to, okay, let's change that locus of control from external to internal. Let's make myself be in charge of my pain. And so when they finally grasp, hey, it's not necessarily about coming in and getting the laser therapy or the active release technique, soft tissue. It's about the whole program, right? It's about coming in, getting adjusted, getting the soft tissue, and then going out and reinforcing that with some movement. That's a big thing. Dr. Collins Sears from Elite Health and Wellness is with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Doug due to Brandon Bennett's uh, talking about Elite Health and Wellness and uh, what's going on uh, as we make resolutions. Let's face it, uh, we know what number one resolution is at the beginning of the year. I think people are starting to become, because there is more awareness. There's more ways to reach out, whether it's getting on the internet or more uh, doctors or businesses like yourself. Do you feel that people are becoming more comfortable with uh, getting treatment or actually fulfilling their New Year's resolutions? <laughs> I think so. And I think with New Year's coming up, the biggest thing we see is people get in the gym who either have never been in the gym before or have taken a, a long gap, right? might be something external to cause that we don't know but then once they get back into things we see people start to fall off as they might have some aches and pains crop up right they say oh i hurt my ankle i don't want to get back in the gym for a while let it heal up then they just kind of fall off the map right yeah. and so the most important thing is hey let's get into the office let's get that taken care of because we don't want that little obstacle to be something that keeps you from achieving your maximal health and wellness right we don't want that little ankle injury to turn into another year of no exercise Right. And so when you come in, we're going to not only take care of the ankle, but we're going to go beyond that and hopefully get you back moving better than you were in January when you started. I know that your aesthetics has a deal going on with 12 Days of Christmas and some gift cards. So explain that a little bit and then some other upcoming events that your clinic has. Yeah. So um, for all the husbands out there, I know I did get my wife gifts already. <laughs> so, um, But if you don't, we actually have 12 Days of Christmas um, on our aesthetic side. Um, so if you're looking at hydrofacials, um, IV nutrition, things like that, they're running some discounts, some deals on that, as well as 20% off a gift card. So if you're like me and you're not sure exactly what they want, you can get them discarded gift 
discounted gift card and they can get whatever they'd like. Um, other than that, we actually just got done treating the PBR this weekend, which was a lot of fun. Um, the bull riders actually stopped by our table beforehand, get tuned up, get adjusted, get whatever they need worked on. So sometimes it's hips, sometimes it's shoulders. Um, those guys take all kinds of injuries. Um, so we worked with the fairgrounds on that, which has been an awesome partnership. Um, and then actually, this is kind of brand new. You guys are the first to hear about this. Okay. Other than a pilot, pro- pilot program. But we're actually launching what's called Elite Performance. Um, and it's kind of a clinic gym hybrid um, style of personal and small group training combined with chiropractic and soft tissue care. So our focus is on building and developing better athletes and not necessarily um, on doing the routine lifts that you might think of, right? And so we find exercise more effective if you come in and you get your joints moving better, you get your soft tissues loosened up, moving better, and then we put you into a stressful exercise environment, you respond better, right? You're able to develop more athleticism. Um, And then kind of beyond that, our, our training programs are customized to your abilities, right? So I'm going to take you through a biomechanical assessment. Say, hey, Doug, your hips aren't moving. Guess what we're going to include a lot of? Hip mobility work, okay. right? And so we really structure it in a way that's conducive towards building athleticism um, and building more longevity than traditional training programs. And by the way, these hips can move. You've seen the moves. <laughs> You've seen the moves. Normally, it's just the mouth that moves. <laughs> well, and, and you bring up an interesting, and I know we're kind of focusing closer on chiropractic here on a lot, yeah. but, but getting back to what you were just talking about, what kind of ages do you want to work with? And it's a little bit different for, for everybody. Obviously, if somebody uh, a little bit older still wants to stay involved in athletics, you're doing something different than a high school kid. Exactly, exactly. And that's the cool thing about it is tailored to those individuals who want to come in, right? It's going to be a small group environment most likely. So we can have a group of, let's say, postpartum moms or high school athletes or, you know, maybe you're just looking to stay in shape long term right so it just depends we're open to anybody as far as that goes Um, right now i actually have a high school golfer and a high school football and baseball player in the program and they're kind of been they've been the great guinea pigs this whole time um playing along with what we're doing and and so yeah i want everybody to feel like they're welcome to come in and join that movement. so how do people get involved uh how can they contact you is there more online information that uh, you want them to sign up yeah so we're actually getting the online stuff fired up getting some brochures created right now with the pilot group Um, So pretty soon that information will be available, and we're starting these actual sessions in January. So you can call our office. Um, Our information is online at EliteCarney.com. Otherwise, it's 308-455-1500, and you can be able to talk to our front desk about more information. We've covered a lot of ground here. Anything else that you necessarily want folks to know about? (laughs) You know, I think that we do things the right way to lead health and wellness, and I think that we're taking a traditional model of chiropractic that has fantastic roots and we're growing it. We're progressing it. We're not settling for just a joint manipulation. We're, we're actually looking at how we can improve things with the big picture. Last minute here with Dr. Colin Sears from Elite Health and Wellness. I do, I, I, I want to ask you this, with all that you're putting together, one of the things that we had here to talk about was nutrition counseling. Right. At what point of all these things that we were talking about, is that the most important? Is that is that the workouts? Is that the day-to-day life? Can they just come in? What are you counseling on? What, what are the big things that we're looking at there? Yeah, so, you know, sometimes this is the benefit of having a multifaceted office, right? So if I notice somebody who's coming to me for a joint issue and I say, hey, some of this might be coming from your diet, you know, maybe some other lifestyle factors are playing a role, I can refer you directly across the hall to our, our nutritionist, right? Same thing with physical therapy. I think maybe need a little bit more 
addressed in this area. I can go have a five-minute conversation with Matt, our physical therapist, and we can get you hooked up. So that communication is huge, right? And it's all about knowing what that patient in front of you needs. Excellent. Excellent stuff. All right. Uh, I think uh, we've covered a lot of ground here. And again, if they want more information, throw that at them one more time. Yeah. So our website is EliteCarney.com. It kind of discusses all the different um, aspects of care that we include, all of our soft tissue therapies, all the professions that we have, as well as uh, provider bios as well. We have multiple providers. And then uh, our phone number is 308-455-1500. A lot of us need nutrition counseling on January 2nd. We were just talking about eating pizza for six straight days, so I don't know why you would say that. Tacos, as long as they don't wipe out your wings, you're going to be okay. I'll survive. All right, uh, Colin, thanks for coming in. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah, sounds great, guys. I appreciate it. We're going to take a break and get a quick little chat here with Robin Washett from a Husker Online to wrap up the Doug and Daddy show when we come back. Imagine a job where your inner child could be released. Franklin County Roads is here to make your inner child's dreams come true. Make a good living maintaining the roads of Franklin County. Come on, what little kid didn't want to drive a real Tonka machine and play in the dirt all day? To find out how you can help get started living your inner childhood dreams, stop by the Roads Department at 1215G Road, Franklin, Nebraska, or call 308-425-3710 from 9 to 4, Monday through Thursday. Don't have a CDL? That's okay. Franklin County will pay for your schooling. Franklin County Roads Department is an equal opportunity employer. The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clubber Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner. You're watching sports on one of the many TVs, and all of a sudden, you get hungry. That's okay. If you're at Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Kearney, they not only have all those TVs, but they cook, too. You never have to stay home and watch alone. Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Kearney has a full menu and a full bar. Jersey's offers daily lunch and dinner and drink specials. Get to Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in the Vista Point Shopping Center in North Kearney, where the game and the grill are always on. J-E-R-S-E-Y-S, go Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business, and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. Offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney and Hastings. Jimmy will be happy tomorrow. His old Dominion hit. I think. <laughs> Last yesterday. Uh, Texas San Antonio, his favorite Roadrunner team, taking on Marshall tonight uh, in the Frisco Bowl, and that gets underway at uh, 8 p.m. We've got basketball tonight here on ESPN. It'll be Carney Catholic hosting Boone Central. That will get underway at 5.45, then 6 o'clock on KHAS, Blue Hill at Giltner, and on the Vibe 98.9, Donovan Trumbull will be at Sandy Creek. We welcome in Robin Washett with Husker Online. They just got done with their Red Sea Scrolls chat. I don't look at that very often because I, my eyes tend to roll out of the back of my head, Robin, but I did today. It was very active, and I knew you guys figured it would be. Uh, did you get the questions you thought, or uh, were you able to get through it all? 
Uh, you know, it's always a mix of, uh, you know, really good questions that make you think and other ones, like you said, that uh, generate a, a few <laughs> exaggerated sighs and eye rolls. But, uh, yeah, we had a full eight pages, and there's 50 posts per page, so do the math on that one. It was a, a very active chat, and uh, understandably so. It's uh, been quite the week for Nebraska athletics. I want to ask a couple of questions that obviously a lot of people are asking, and sometimes you just can't throw it out there, but if you, don't, if you do know or you don't know or ballpark one, is there any way of knowing the kind of NIL deal that he was able to get in Dylan Rayola? No, because they're not allowed to disclose um, actual numbers, but it's safe to say that uh, it's significant. I mean, Jeff Sims was pushing um, a million bucks last year, so and Matt Rule came out and said that to get a top-flight quarterback, you know, you need a million to two million dollars. So, is Dylan making a million right out of the gates? I don't know that, but it wouldn't be a, a stretch of the imagination to think that he's at least somewhere approaching that territory if nothing else and then it's it's speculation is hard so i know i'm walking a line here because you got asked this all three of you uh, tried to respond to this not so much when you knew but what happened why did dylan rail i mean this is the biggest question everybody's been asking over the last week something had to happen either he gets more money in lincoln an incident happened down at georgia I, you know, it, it seems to be those two things. Could it have been anything else besides those two things? Yeah, I mean, it's all speculation at this point, just kind of reading tea leaves and, and putting together things that have been swirling around and trying to decipher fact and fiction. But um, I do think NIL probably had something to do with it and the fact that Georgia got its starting quarterback back. Um, he, he's returning to Georgia next season. I think that probably played a factor to where, you know, Nebraska – Dylan's going to get handed the keys of the car probably uh, right away, or at least have a very good shot at winning the starting job. Whereas, you know, in that situation, he's probably going to, uh, you know, be a backup and not be able to play for, you know, at least another year. So, you know, playing time maybe uh, had something to do with it as well. And then, you know, I think when you factor in that Nebraska was, you know, potentially thrown around. Um, you know, that kind of NIL money and offering, uh, you know, immediate playing time right out of the gates. Uh, you know, there was always that kind of personal connection too. So, uh, with, you know, his family connections here and then, you know, his uncle getting a long term, um, or a longer extension, uh, to his contract. So, I mean, kind of the stars all, I think, aligned in Nebraska's favor at the last minute to where any reservations that, Dylan may have had about coming to Nebraska. I think those quickly uh, got alleviated, and you know, pair that with uh, you know George's quarterback room situation. I think that you know he probably saw a a better opportunity to go probably where he wanted to go to begin with, than um, and, and and now he didn't have any reason not to make that switch. So it's who knows. I mean, uh, only the people involved in the actual situation know exactly what led to that, but I think that when you kind of just put all those factors uh, at play, it's probably a combination of things. From the moment this news broke, I have struggled internally with a question of my own, and I led the show with it in talking with Doug, and we debated it a little bit about at the top of the show, and I'm curious, Robin, as to your thoughts, because is this more important that the Huskers have brought in 
a huge infusion of talent at probably the most position, most important position, or is it more important the perception that Nebraska has got a huge and their first five-star commitment in the modern era, and that perception that they're back on the major recruiting scene? Well, to that point, I do think it's important that Nebraska is showing that it's willing to, you know, do everything it can to compete at the championship level. And that means, you know, their collectives being able to um, throw the, <laughs> the necessary offers to a player of that caliber to, to go and say, hey, we're going head-to-head with Georgia and we're going to win this battle because they're all in. I think that's not just to, you know, the prospective recruits and all that, um, but just to the fan base and to, to people around the college football world that, you know, Nebraska's, you know, this on-field product has been lacking for a long time, but it will not continue for a lack of effort. You know, they're doing everything they possibly can. They're putting their money where their mouth is and really, uh, you know, going full force into in this new modern world of roster management, um, you know, using, using all their assets at their disposal uh, to try to get over the hump. So that is important in a lot of ways, but None of that to me matters. Like you go get one five star and you're terrible, you know, that it doesn't mean anything. You know, look at Nebraska basketball. They went and got Bryce McGowan's and they didn't win anything. <laughs> so like you know, like there there's only a it's a temporary boost to go out and get a player of that caliber. Now the next step is you, know, you gotta win with them. If they can go and get a five star quarterback and all of a sudden they're, you know, competing for the college football playoff and uh, you know, make this massive step forward that's when the snowball really starts to roll in your favor. And then all of a sudden, recruits look at Nebraska differently. Because one, you know they're going to pay championship-level money. Two, they're playing potential championship-level football. And when you combine those two things, that's when uh, things really start to click, like I said, in, in the new way of building a roster and recruiting talent. Recruits looking at Nebraska differently. That's exactly where I was going to go with my follow-up question here. What are the coattails of this signing going to look like? Are there other guys out there that were uncommitted? Are there other guys out there that may flip their commitment because all of a sudden now Mr. Five Star is coming to Lincoln? Yes, really late. So, like, the opportunities are just kind of reduced just because of the where we are in the calendar. Um, but... I still expect there to be a couple, um, you know, maybe three, maybe four uh, further additions. The other factor involved here, though, is Nebraska's like already like 15 over on their scholarship numbers right now. So the idea that they're going to go add all these new players, they just really can't do it just because they don't have the numbers flexibility. So those are the two things that might hinder this big wave of uh, the Riola effect. But you know, like I said, I do think that there's some guys out there that. Uh, have taken visits that are are very much in the conversations to be uh, signing day ads or pre-signing day ads. Um, you know when that officially hits on Wednesday. But you know I think what you're looking at again with as far as his impact is concerned is kind of what I was talking about earlier. Is if he can come in and all of a sudden the brand of Nebraska football suddenly looks a lot different and you know they're they're starting to win and, and he's at the forefront of that that's where the ripple effect really comes into play to where you're looking at the 25 class. Suddenly they look at Nebraska differently than they are right now. And, and Dylan Riola's impact can have a direct, uh, uh, direct hand in, in, in doing that. 
Robin Walsh with us from Husker Online. They did their chat this morning on HuskerOnline.com, and they talked about uh, some of those guys that might still be in play or a flip or, or who might uh, come out. 24 hours from now, we should be done with Matt Rule's press conference if he keeps it under an hour. So how, how will we feel about the class tomorrow at this time? I mean, they're firmly in the top 25 right now, and depending on what happens over the next couple days, you know, they could maybe move up a few notches from there. You know, there's some guys out there, um, you know, like Bly Hill, um, the, the Shavers kid, Larry Tarver, Mari Sanders. You know, those, those are guys that I think are, when I'm talking about the players, they're still on potential radar. You know, but that's probably the core group you're looking at. Um, you know, how many of those they get, we'll see. But I think they'll at least get a few of them, um, is, is my guess. And, then, you know, what, as far as that means with Nebraska's final ranking, um, recruiting wise coming out of signing day, you know, it, it's going to vary from service to service. And then it also is going to vary depend on, um, what other schools do and who else gets late signing day pickup. So, but I still think that regardless, Nebraska pulled in the top 25 class right now, despite not going to a bowl game for a seventh straight year. And that's significant, um, you know, because, you got to have the talent, and now it's up to the coaches to develop that talent and you know make it uh, actually translate into an improved product on the field. And with Rule's track record, I think you feel a lot better about that happening now than maybe you did a couple years ago when they were still getting good classes, but none of the guys that came here ever really did anything. The silver lining for Robin and the gang is is they budget every year for the bowl, and so since they haven't had it for seven years, can you imagine that party next year? this crew. I, I do have I do have a couple more, and I, I want to ask you about uh, the announcement from basketball last night. But one more on football, and I'd be remiss without asking what it means for everybody else in the room. And it's I mean, it's I'm sure it's a hard question to answer too. But I was talking at the top of the broadcast. How much difference is there? from Dylan Rayola to the top 15 quarterbacks of any given year. Danny Kalen's an elite elite 11 quarterback. How much different can his talent level be than Rayola? Is is there any chance he would flip tomorrow, and what does this mean for him, Harburg, and Purdy? Well, I think Kalen's solid. Um, I think he debated uh, exploring his options, but he's the type of kid that, you know, he's in a good spot because he already had a pretty decent NIL um, deal uh, set up for, for this season. Uh, so, And he was going to redshirt probably anyway, no matter what happened. So, like, this year, like, that, that doesn't really change much for him as far as the here and now. He can have a, a year to develop and, um, you know, go through, you know, working under Matt Rule and uh, playing alongside Ryola and getting that experience and then, if he decides so, he can reevaluate his options and you know hit the transfer portal and uh, see if there's better opportunities, or he can stick it out. And you know, who knows what he's going to be able to accomplish over this next year? Uh, you know, maybe the conversation looks a lot different <laughs> than it does uh, between right now and next December. So um, that's why I think he's you know, probably going to be pretty safe to, to at least stick it out for for this year and. You know, he's he's a Husker. Um, he grew up a Husker fan. He wants to play at Nebraska. He want, you know, there's a lot of incentive for him to be here. So why not ride it out? And if it comes to it, you're going to have probably a lot more options in front of you a year from now than you do right now. And so uh, with Purdy, um, 
you know, I don't know. Like, because I think Nebraska needs, they clearly need quarterback depth. Like, and to have a guy that has started games and shown flashes of potential, I think it's critical that you have a guy like that on your roster. So I think retaining him is going to be pretty significant. And the, the portal remains open until January 2nd. So there's still time for further movement in that regard. Um, so I guess we'll see. Uh, you know, the minds can change quickly. But I think for Nebraska's sake, they, they should do all they can to keep Chubb on board. For one, you need competition. You know, you got to have somebody that can at least, in theory, push Dylan Riola because we've seen situations when there's nobody there to push your number one guy, it stunts their development. And I think it takes some of the edge off. And so to, to have a, a guy that was your starter at the end of last year and, you know, at times played some good football, I think that's that's important. And then also Nebraska hasn't made it through a season with its starting quarterback from start to finish uh, since, I think, believe Tommy Armstrong. So the backup quarterback is a significant position, and to have a player like Chubba there is, is going to be a pretty good luxury. So I, I would assume Nebraska is going to make it worth Chubba's while to stick around, but you just never know in this day and age of football. And and who knows? You know, Maybe Chubba sticks it out, they go through an offseason, and Dylan's got more work to do than some people thought and Chubb was the better option going into the year like that's not completely out of the realm of possibility so just having bodies and viable options in that quarterback room is, is really important that probably now more than ever has been Robin this is probably going to be the oddest question you're going to get regarding this which I'm sure is saying something but also the shortest answer from you Okay. I have always heard this young man's name pronounced Rayola. <laughs> Doug has said Rayola. I hear you saying Rayola. How do you properly pronounce this young man's last name? <laughs> Rayola or Rayola? No, that's a good question. I will tell uh, you I've, as a public address known, announcer, that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, I've been known to mispronounce things. And, and here's the good thing is that as soon as he's on Nebraska's roster, they do those voice things where the players themselves yep. say their names. And so that'll be the official confirmation. Okay. All right. um, but I guess for now, I guess to, to say whatever you, you want. Because you know what? He's not even signed yet. <laughs> we'll learn yeah. his name once he's signed. How about that? No doubt. Uh, and Robin, <laughs> uh, the one basketball note, the guys are playing well. We can talk basketball at a different time. But uh, Danny Nee is going to be coming back. I have been a Danny Nee fan from day one, I always was. Uh, just for the folks that don't know about it, can you tell them what the, what's going to be going on? So on January 20th, when Nebraska hosts Northwestern for its uh, annual alumni weekend game, uh, Danny Nee and several members of the 93-94 Big 8 championship team are going to be back in Lincoln, and they're going to be honored throughout the weekend and uh, at halftime of that game. So it will be, I believe, Danny's first um, public appearance in Lincoln uh, since he was inducted into the Nebraska Basketball Hall of Fame back in 2009. So mm-hmm. it's been a while since he's been back around. And you know, he was on the Huskers uh, radio network last night when they officially announced that. And you know, we talked about how he had some reservations about coming back. He didn't really know anybody around the program anymore. You know, he didn't know if he'd be welcomed. But you know, Fred Hoiberg himself reached out to Danny and invited him over, and you know, they had some good conversations. And I think that warmed Danny up to the idea that you know, it's it's not just about him coming back, but that team. Like that was one of his 
as he said on the radio, one of his favorite teams and probably the best team in his opinion that he coached at Nebraska. And so I think that was the other selling point. It's not just like, welcome back, Danny Nee. It's welcome back the 1993-94 Nebraska basketball team that for a lot of fans, like some of the fondest memories they have of watching Nebraska basketball because of that team. That was fun times. Hey, Rob and I appreciate you squeezing us in. It's a busy time, and it'll be a busy day tomorrow. A lot of coverage uh, of signing day on Husker Online. Absolutely. Stay tuned. It's only going to get crazier from here. (laughs) All right, my man. Thanks, Robin. Merry Christmas. All right. You too, guys. That's Robin Washett of Husker Online. I'm hungry. Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill, seven days a week. Right now, Monday through Thursday, you get the chicken and dressing with potatoes and chicken gravy, Texas toast, 1029 from uh, 11 to 4 every day if that is what you're looking for. If you want their Tuesday special, it is a uh, salad with any kind of a special there for a chicken, whether taco, whatever you want, they'll take that for you. And Tuesday night is bone-in wing night. Get your favorite uh, wings while you're watching the uh, college bowl games or NBA or hockey or whatever your favorite sport is. Maybe just taking a break from work or the Christmas holiday shopping. It is the Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill, pizza, wings, burgers, everything you like at the Carney Chicken Coop. All right, anything else, my man? We went way over today. I think we've covered a lot of ground, but it was a really good show, a lot of good content. We've literally covered everything from the local scene to the state scene to the national scene. Well done, sir. UNK in the Director's Cup uh, for the MIAA, tied for seventh out of the 14 teams with Emporia State, uh, Pitt State, Central Missouri, Northwest Missouri, always perennial powers in football, uh, top three. Loper women's basketball did get a win yet yesterday in a weird game. They were up 29-15 after the first quarter, then didn't score 29 combined in the next two, and were down three with under four minutes to go, closed out a 13-0 run to win at 66-56. They're off until next year, 10-2. The men play Bethany tonight at home. For the women of Hastings College, they're already underway with Panhandle State of Oklahoma, and the Hastings College men's basketball team dropped the 57-52 decision to Hawaii Hilo yesterday. That's officially an exhibition game for them. They'll take on all of it Nazarene. Uh, today. So there you go. That's what's on the docket. Carney boys, number one seed in the hack tournament. Uh, so that's cool. The Carney girls will play at home Friday here on ESPN against Lincoln High and uh, high school hoops we told you about tonight. Carney Catholic Boone Central here on ESPN. Blue Hill Giltner on KHAS. Sandy Creek, Donovan Trumbull. That will be on the vibe at 98.9 and uh, that's going to wrap things up didn't even get too deep into district football kind of saving that for tomorrow but that's out on the NSAA website congratulations Carney Catholic and Amherst gas up the bus I, thank you I was just going to say that holy cow wow tomorrow Matt Rule's signing day press conference part of the show at 11.30 the commissioner of the MIAA Mike Racy got some questions for him thanks to Robin Washington of Husker Online Riker Evans over at Eustis Farnham Elwood Highline High School, going to go to Nebraska, Lee Finewog, VolleyballMag.com, and uh, to Dr. Sears and the gang from Elite Health and Wellness. Have yourself a great Tuesday.